0: welcome back to Arab American psycho my name is nor and this week's episode is an overdue solo episode um, if you're new here I usually do a solo episode every three weeks so once a month I don't know why I just explained that you guys can probably do simple math um, but yeah I I didn't do one I don't know how long it's been since I've done one but you know, with everything happening in Palestine, I thought it would be more important to speak to fellow Palestinians and, and, you know, provide you guys with some information and just generally providing you guys with real, raw emotions, feelings. And, you know, I really do want to continue amplifying Palestinian voices and, um, you know, diaspora. I don't, I never know if I'm saying that word right. But, you know, that's kind of been my main focus for the last few weeks. I mean, as it should, I don't really know how anyone is expected to just resume life and pretend like everything is just normal and fine. It hasn't been normal and fine. um, But especially after the recent attacks over the last few weeks. It's just, it's just not possible for me to go back to whatever is considered to be normal. And I think as human beings, we really do cling on to normalcy um, for comfort and safety. But Why should I be able to go back to that when people in Palestine have never experienced safety or comfort? And maybe I do feel survivor's guilt, which I've mentioned before. I do. I definitely feel survivor's guilt. It's not me saying this for empathy or sympathy. It's just a very real thing for a lot of Palestinians who were you know, either refugees or their parents fled and so you're a child of a refugee, whatever the case may be, for a lot of us who are not in Palestine right now, it's it's just a very weird time. Um, and I want to share a little bit about how I'm feeling because that's what these solo episodes are for. That being said, though, This isn't about me and my feelings. This is about the bigger picture. And when I express how I'm feeling, it's to help you if you're not Palestinian or if you don't have a connection to Palestine in any way. It's to help you kind of have a better understanding. So just to be clear, this isn't like a wow, 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 poor me thing. I'm fine. I have no complaints in my life. I have everything that I need in my life. Um... It's not about that. It's about what is happening in Palestine. And, you know, I think a feeling that is also probably shared amongst Palestinian diaspora, which now that I'm thinking about it, why didn't I just look up how to pronounce this word? Like, you know, I write it out all the time, but I never actually say it out loud. And maybe it's just a weird sounding word. And maybe I'm just continuously saying it incorrectly. I don't know. Um, But... I think we feel as though we've let the people of Palestine down. And I've had a lot of time to think about this recently because like I said, I haven't really been able to think about anything else. Like I've completely shirked my work responsibilities, my life responsibilities. If you know me, you guys know how fucking organized and routine based I am. Like I am the most type A human. I went like six days without checking my work email, which is, has never happened. I straight up, Did not go to a doctor's appointment. I didn't even call to let them know I wasn't coming. I just did not show up. Again, the most un-nore things ever. Like, I didn't go to hot yoga for two weeks, guys. Come on. You guys know I fucking love hot yoga. But I just, it's consumed my mind. And I, it's, it's this, it's a combination of things. It's like, enough is enough. This has been going on for 73 years. What the actual fuck it's also the fact that Palestine has received more attention in the last month than it ever has. And also, you know, that the combination of survivor's guilt and letting the people of Palestine down. And I was thinking about why I feel like I've let Palestine down. And I think one of the the big things that's become very apparent to me is whether or not I realized it. I became a little complacent when it came to Palestine. Let me give you an example. I meet someone, they can see that I'm Muslim. I'm wearing a hijab on my head. I think a lot of times people who aren't familiar with Islam or maps (laughs) see someone wearing a hijab and automatically assume you're Arab. You know, to to a lot of people, Muslim and Arab are unfortunately synonymous due to their lack of culture, education, information, geography class, maybe. I'm not sure. But people assume I'm Arab, or as they like to say, Middle Eastern, which does make me feel violent. I resist those feelings, but I feel them still. And I have to respect my feelings. Um, And I think, yeah, a lot of times people are just like, oh, you're Arab there's never been a time when anyone has really asked like, what kind of Arab are you in that setting? Like I get a lot of like, where are you from originally questions, but in a setting where like, let's say I'm at work in a work setting, a professional setting, no one says, where are you from? Because I think it's like a kind of weird Question to ask a lot of times because of the way in which it's asked. I think it's a fine question to ask when asked in a non-weird way. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when you're like cashing out at like fucking Target and they're like, Where are you from? And I'll be like, Oh, Florida, like, no, no, like, where are you from? And then I'm like, oh, Palestine, they're like, oh, Pakistan. Something like that. Like, shut the fuck up, don't even ask a question. You don't if you don't know, if you've never looked at a map or have never studied geography or history or had you know open your eyes maybe watch the news just don't even fucking ask people those questions but i think for so many of the colleagues i have in professional work settings they don't really ask where you're from and even if it comes up and i say like oh my family's from palestine or my cousins in palestine or yeah when my parents lived in palestine Again, there really aren't many follow-up questions. And I think there's a few reasons for this. I think a lot of the times, number one, people don't know where Palestine is. So they feel stupid. I also think, number two, people have always associated Palestine with this, like, really complex political issue. So they kind of don't even want to go there kind of thing. And... Where the guilt for me comes into play is I have no problem advocating for myself, expressing myself, saying things that no one wants to fucking hear, but saying them because I know it's important for people to hear them. So the guilt for me comes from the fact that I wasn't doing that. I wasn't reminding people hey, I'm from Palestine. Oh, you don't know where that is? I'll show you. Oh, you don't know about Palestine? I'll tell you. And I think it, and this isn't an excuse, but I think some contributing factors to this complacency that I felt are on the occasion where I would say something like, oh, my family's from Palestine. I would be met with, you know, fucking any dude within a fucking one mile radius of me just running over and saying, Palestine, what's that? Show it to me on a map. <laughs> like, you know, that fucking guy. That that happened a lot. That happened a lot. And, and I never like laughed like, oh, you're so funny. And I definitely was just like, yeah, that's a really fucking ignorant thing to say. But I kind of just left it at that. I never took it upon myself to maybe go a little bit further as to why that's kind of a incredibly not even kind of that's an incredibly insensitive thing to say to someone um for a myriad of reasons but because of these interactions because of you know people not knowing where palestine is because of people making jokes about the existence of Palestine and being like, your parents were born in a place that doesn't exist? LOL, so funny. Oh, you mean Israel? Ha ha. Like that type of shit. It just really made me kind of not even wanna talk about it, which again is very unlike me. But I think it's because I would watch the news or I would listen to NPR And the way the media has skewed what is actually happening and the way Palestine is portrayed and the way Israel, more importantly, the way Israel is portrayed in mainstream Western media doesn't really facilitate the types of conversations that I want to have about Palestine. Because, The media is just constantly reiterating that Israel is so amazing, beautiful, awesome, democratic, love it. Gaza, Palestine. They don't even say Palestine. They just say Gaza, which I've had very intelligent people over the last few weeks tell me in complete candor. I didn't realize that Palestine was like a country. I thought there was just like a Gaza Strip and that that's what they were fighting over. Which, for those of you who don't know, Gaza is just a city in Palestine. Um, one of many. And Gaza just happens to be a city that is not under direct... Like, there are no Israeli militants living in Gaza. They are blockaded in. And Israel does control... Their water, electricity—what comes in, what goes out—they don't have an airport. Um, they can't, you know, go fishing beyond like a certain point, and they will get shot at. Like, you know. Anyway, the point is, is that I've always understood that the average person's understanding of Palestine is not only inaccurate but very minimal. So for me to engage in these conversations would require me to like give them a Palestine History 101 class. And it's not that I was like lazy. It's just that because I had been met with so much rejection and insensitive jokes, if you can even call them that, it just, it felt very disheartening. It felt very pointless to do. And I realize now that that not only goes against who I am as a person, because like I said, I'm the first person to talk about the things that no one wants to talk about. I don't know why when it came to my people and my parents' home, why I chose the easier route. And, it's, and it was that realization that made me have some empathy for people who don't really know much about Palestine, which I've always had. Because again, like I said, I understand that the media and the way history is manipulated is all very, you know, colonial washed type shit. And I don't even know if colonial washed is a real thing. I feel like I might have just made that up. Oh, fuck. Hold on. My target delivery person is calling me. Hold on. Hello? Hi, there. This is Diane with Chips. How are you? I'm good. Are you at the door? Okay, I'm back. Um, Also, I just really want to say that I will never understand why people decide to become grocery delivery, Uber delivery, food delivery people if they cannot follow simple GPS instructions. Um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. As I said, my problems in life are... Truly comical and just generally not very real. Um, And yes, so back to what I was saying, which is that the way information about Palestine is given out is very minimal and very biased and very inaccurate. So my expectations out of people are very low. That being fucking said, at this point in time, As I'm recording this on May 29th, the last three weeks, if you are on any form of social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, fucking anywhere, the amount of information that there is about Palestine and Israel is incredible. There are so many resources. There are so many podcasts that you can listen to. There are so many movies you can watch, books you can read, um, lectures you can listen to, interviews, just a, a plethora of information and resources. So at this point in time, for someone to say, I don't feel comfortable having an opinion on this because I don't know enough, my takeaway from that is, cool, dude you very obviously have picked a side and you just don't want to say that because you're a fucking pussy. And that side is most likely not Palestine. But if it is Palestine, which I guess is possible, you're still a fucking pussy. Because if after learning anything about what is happening, there's a very clear oppressed and there's a very clear oppressor. And Israel is a very obvious apartheid state. People in government have even recognized this. The UN, like, this isn't my feeling. These are just factual things. So for people to now still continue to say these things, all that tells me is that you don't fucking care, regardless of what the reason is, regardless of whether it's because you're too scared to say that you're pro-Palestine because you're worried about backlash, which again, you're a fucking pussy. What, What? someone's going to call you anti-Semitic? Oh no, you're not anti-Semitic. Get the fuck over it. But if you are anti-Semitic, then maybe you should be called anti-Semitic. But being pro-Palestine is not, should not be equated to anti-Semitism. I'm not even going to bother getting too much into this because I'm fucking sick and tired of talking about it. And honestly, it's such a manipulative fucking tactic to use hatred towards a group of people to pretend As though, like, that's the reason. It's like, that's disgusting. That's literally fucking disgusting. That's like me saying, like, oh, that lady didn't give me a job because she's Islamophobic. When she wasn't Islamophobic, there was no indication of Islamophobia. Um, It's just absolutely ridiculous. Because number one, Israel doesn't represent all Jewish people. Number two, you don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. Very important. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist and it's just it's such a fucking lazy and manipulative tactic to silence people but anyway back to what i was saying so yeah you're either scared to say that you're pro-palestine because you're worried that people won't like you anymore um even though the people who won't like you are bad people so it's probably for the best like i i don't have a problem with people disliking me for voicing my opinions on human rights issues like when i say i think um LGBTQIA people should have rights and someone says, like, fuck you, I hate you. Cool. I'm glad. I feel good about myself, actually. In fact, I feel amazing. I want you to not like me and I want you to not talk to me. That would be perfect. Um, So yeah, they're either being little bitches or they are weirdly pro-Israel, which, like, is mind-boggling to me, makes zero fucking sense whatsoever, I will never be able to, like, fathom why an American person would feel that way. Like, people in Israel, I'm like, cool, you're brainwashed. Understandable, right? Like, you are living under a government that is super right-wing extremist fucking brainwashing lunatics. So you're, someone would say you're a victim, But if you live in America or anywhere else in the world and you're like, yeah, I love Israel and Zionism is cool. It's like, uh, I got to be honest with you, like, you're a racist and you hate Arabs and Palestinians and you are Islamophobic and just, you know. Lots of things. And and also, I'd be like, let me explain what Zionism is. Because I also realize that not many people know what it is. And I know in the episode that I did with Maria, I think we briefly went over it. But let's just, re- let's just go over it one more time. Zionism is a modern political theology or ideology that was uh, founded by a man named Theodore Herzl. And just an FYI, this man, this Herzl guy, was not even like religiously Jewish. He was ethnically Jewish, but he was an atheist. Anyway, moving on. It's basically an ideology that calls for the establishment of a Jewish state by any means necessary. So basically what that means is we need to create a state just for Jews, no one else, only Jews, but not even just Jews. A very a very specific type of Jew because prior to the... British colonization of Palestine and prior to the uh, violent um, eviction of Palestinians and the establishment of Israel in 1948 or yeah, 1948 prior to this, there were Christian Palestinians. There still are Muslim Palestinians and Jewish Palestinians that are still there now. Lots of Jewish Palestinians. And I want to let you know that Israel doesn't like those people either. And it's not because they're Jewish. It's because they're Palestinian. This is not a, this isn't even about like just Judaism or Jewish culture. This is strictly like, this is, this is some fucking racist apartheid shit. This is some freaking like, you're different than me. You look different than me and I don't like you. And even though we practice the same faith, you don't look like me and I don't like that. Like, it's so fucked. And that's why it's mind boggling to me that anyone is like, yeah, I fuck with this. I'm down with this. This is cool. I'm okay with it. Like, what? what? Who the fuck is okay with this? Anyway, it's just, yeah. I mean, at this point, saying that you're uninformed is not an excuse. We've moved past that. I did do a post about this maybe like three or weeks ago, four weeks ago saying like, I totally understand if you're, you feel like you don't know enough and I implore you to learn more that was three to four weeks ago, you have had a sufficient amount of time to do that. If you claim to be a person who cares about justice and humanity and, you know, good things, not being racist. Um, Yeah, you've had a sufficient amount of time to look into it because I got to be honest with you, it's not that hard. I've actually spoken to multiple people who have said I mean, it was a little difficult to do a Google search because there's so much biased news and information pushed out. But after about, you know, 30 minutes, I was able to find some amazing information. And this is without any guidance or direction. This is just someone who went on the internet and decided to look into it and it took maybe an hour maximum and then another 30 minutes listening to like a fucking podcast. Like, it's not that complex. It's It's not that hard to comprehend. It's actually... I mean, details aside, just the general fucking themes are very straightforward. Palestinians are indigenous to the land that they live on. They live there. Jewish refugees were sent there. Palestine was one of the very few places that accepted these refugees that were survivors of the Holocaust and had just endured so much fucking awful, unimaginable trauma. They're there. Everything is Gucci. One day, it's not. It's just not. I can't believe I just said everything is Gucci. I literally feel like I should fucking kill myself. But I won't because that's what the Zionists want. Um, And, you know, it's just... Hold on, I need to take a sip of water. It's just not that hard to understand that they did what all colonizers do. They just started fucking killing people, taking their homes, burning shit down, lots of fucking you know, destruction and, uh, you know, just fucked upness. And then Israel just was like, hey, I'm here now. And America was like, sup, baby, you're going to be my little America in the Middle East. You're going to be my little baby friend who is going to have all types of like nuclear weapons so that if any countries like, I don't know, Iran threaten us, you're close enough to get them. Yeah, because you're a big, strong boy. Like, America is so involved in not only the establishment of Israel, but also the continuous military aid and support and just corruption. And it's so disturbing to me as an American. And I'm sure you guys, if you listen to the show, you know that at a point in time in my life, I was very, very proud to be American. I was also very dumb. And the older I get, the more I realize that America just has really good marketing strategies. And they've done a really good job of pretending to be the good guys. But, I mean, I knew this all along. I just was in denial. America's not the good guy. We're usually actually the fucking bad guys in the root of all war and destruction and people's lives falling apart. And America loves to pretend that they're helping but they're not they're usually just looking out for their own interests they don't care about who has to die for them to be the strongest and the best and it's just really disheartening it's really disappointing disappointing that i can't i can't feel that pride you know and i mean relatively speaking compared to so many issues in life again insignificant but i mean after i mean after Trump's presidency, which still feels like a fever dream, Biden wasn't my first choice. But I still felt hopeful. And even though I had known and seen and heard and read so many awful things about him, I was hoping for the best. And it was a situation where, you know, in the elections in most places, it's just the lesser of the two evils. Polit- politicians are pieces of shit by nature and It was just very disappointing that Biden really didn't wait very long to make it very abundantly clear where his loyalties lied and the type of person he is. Because after blocking the UN three times in the intervention of the Israeli attacks on Gaza, which lasted for 11 fucking days continuously, America finally, after three times saying, nope, Israel has a right to defend itself, which is just truly comical, truly fucking hilarious. I mean, look at a fucking graph showing, you know, the death toll of Palestinians and the death toll of Israelis. Not that any Israeli should die. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just the disparity is outrageous. It's very, very obvious who has you know, means and weapons and money and support and who is just literally fighting for their life. And then for Palestinians to then also be told on top of all of that, that fighting back makes them terrorists. It's like, so you just want them to lie there and take it, just lay there and die? They don't even have, they don't have a right to defend themselves. They don't have a right to at least try to not be killed. They don't have a right to at least try to protect their families and their people. They don't even have that right. And, 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 and this isn't even like, look at me, I'm Palestinian. This is why I feel this way. Objectively, Palestinians just have no rights. They have no rights. They don't even have passports or identification cards. They can't leave. They can't get medical aid. They can't go to school. They can't drink water. They can't have electricity. They don't have anything. How are people still arguing this? These are people who are suffering. Generations of people suffering. These people have been forgotten for decades. We can't continue to let them down. We need to keep talking about this. We need to keep fucking posting about it on social media. And I don't want to hear anyone say, I only have seven followers. Shut the fuck up. Talk to your seven followers. If you want to say you're an ally and you're with us, you need to fucking put in the work. We need everyone to put in the fucking work by any medium or platform or in any way, shape or form. I had a guy try to hit on me in yoga class and you know what I said to him? I said, oh, sorry, I've just been really out of it because of everything that's been happening in Palestine and then I just went into like a 15-minute fucking TED Talk on Palestine. Like any opportunity that presents itself for you to talk about Palestine or share information about Palestine that's, that's what we need to do. Because donating money is great, but what these people need are rights. That's what they need. That is what we're fighting for, for their rights and liberation. Because they just want basic human rights. They're not asking for anything special or unique. And I mean, after the last few weeks... I've really had my eyes opened in a way that I don't think they had been before. The only thing I can compare it to is during the resurgence of the BLM movement last summer. And I remember, you know, losing a lot of followers. And I remember mentioning things to brands and being like, you know, I noticed that you haven't spoken out and I noticed that you haven't said anything. Um, And I don't feel comfortable continuing a relationship with this brand if you are not vocal about your support for black people's rights and the injustices that they've experienced and the last few weeks have just demonstrated to me that brands don't care about Palestine for the most part but there are some that do And I'm going to give them a fucking free shout out right now. Topicals. It's a skincare brand. It's black owned. It's sold at Sephora. They have two hero products that are incredible. It's reasonably priced. I highly encourage you to fucking shop this brand because they allowed me to go on their Instagram stories and say whatever I wanted about Palestine and give any resources I wanted. And I truly never thought I would live to see the day where a brand would want me to do that. And that happened. So even though there are so many brands that have been a disappointment, there are so many brands that have really fucking stepped up. I'm also going to just go ahead and go to my Palestine shit list, which is a list that I created in my notes where uh, some of my friends and I have been adding lists of brands that we don't fuck with anymore. So these are some of the brands that we don't fuck with anymore, who have either vocally stated that they are uh, pro, sorry, pro-Israel, pro-Zionism. These are some of the brands. Cult Gaia. Never thought it was fucking cool. Always thought it looked ugly. Olive in June. Your nail polishes suck. Malin and Gets. Why are you... You're, you basically are, like, the most generic fucking skincare and body care brand that's just, like, overpriced for no fucking reason. Um, and then... Beauty Blender, I mean, come on, why why would you use Beauty Blender? Peloton, Puma, um, these are just a few of the brands that I will no longer be shopping at. Obviously, there's a BDS list of, um, I believe, eight brands that we are strategically boycotting to, um, to basically send a message that, like, hey if you continue to be a brand that financially supports Israel, you are losing lots of customers. Um, so check out their website um, to see that list. I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. Um, I think it was like Puma. Um, fuck. Uh, Pillsbury. Pillsbury is one of the bigger ones. Um, fuck, I can't, I can't remember. I'm telling you my brain is absolute mush, but I have it on my Palestine resource highlight on Instagram as well. So you can scroll through that if you don't know how to find it online. But yeah, I mean, boycotting works. It really does, especially strategic boycotting, like the BDS list that they provided. Um, my Palestine shit list is just separate from that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a petty bitch. And I like to vote with my wallet. And I like to give money to people who I believe deserve my money. Um, and if you support, you know, genocide... I don't want to give you my money. Um, I feel like that goes without saying that that's not what we should be doing with our hard-earned money. Um, Speaking of which, it's been, as a freelancer, a bit of a scary time because I work in the fashion space, I work in the beauty space. People in that space have been very vocal about their support for Israel. And, you know... Being as outspoken as I am, which I know a lot of you, especially in you know professional settings, whether you're a doctor, an attorney, you work at an office of some sort, speaking up about this can be scary, and that's another thing that I feel like for a lot for a long time, that's kind of prevented a lot of people from being vocal about Palestine because there is this threat that if you are vocal about your support for Palestine and if you also Are anti Israel, anti Zionism, you're gonna have the risk of being called anti Semitic. Which again, I'm so tired of saying this, but like Jesus fucking Christ, stop trying to make a correlation between the things. There is no correlation. This is not an issue with Jewish people. Dear Lord, please stop making me say this. When will people get it? And also, it's not that they don't get it, it's just that it's a crutch. Anyway, (laughs) um, it's like, you know, you don't want to get fired. You don't want to have your boss dislike you. And for me, brands might not want to work with me because of that. And I've come to terms with it. I've accepted it. If a brand doesn't want to work with me because I'm pro-Palestine, I don't want to work with that brand. The same way if someone doesn't want to follow me on Instagram or whatever the fuck because I'm pro-Palestine, I don't want that person to follow me. It's very simple. Like, I understand that maybe I come from a position of privilege, but at the same time, no, like, I'm not, like, I don't have, like, millions of fucking followers, and I just know in my heart that there will be brands that do care, and those are the brands that are going to want to work with me, and those are the brands that I want to work with. And it's risky and I'm definitely losing money and I'm definitely losing jobs and I'm definitely you know, ruining connections that I've built and relationships that I've built. But I'm totally 100% cool with this because this comes down to right and wrong. And I never wanna be on the wrong side of history. And I will always, always stand with people who are oppressed. The same way I did last summer when I saw brands not speaking up about what was happening to black people in America, those brands got unfollowed. Those brands got added to a list of brands that I never want to work with. Brands who, uh, you know, were not diverse enough. Brands who, when I reached out to them, um, when they would contact me for a partnership and I would say, hey, can you let me know some of the other creators you're working with on this activation? Because diversity and inclusion is important to me. And they then stopped responding to my emails because... You know, they don't want to send over the seven white girls that they're working with and then me, the token, you know, diverse girl. Those are not brands that I want to work with. Even when it comes to friendships, listen, I will fucking drop you, period, end of story. If you are not fully pro-Palestine, I don't fuck with you. That might seem dramatic or drastic or extremist. I don't care. That's like someone saying like, you know... I think what happened in South Africa kind of sucked, but like, I kind of see both sides, you know? Like, no, I'm not okay with that. I don't, I don't wanna be your friend. I can't even tell you how many people i fucking unfollowed. And there are still quite a few people that have not been unfollowed because I wanna give them a little bit more time. See, I'm, an, I'm a patient woman. I like to give people the opportunity to not be shitty people to a certain extent. At a certain point, it it crosses a boundary that I've created for my own, you know, sanity. And yeah, I mean, that's that's where I am. That's where I'm at. If you do not support Palestine, if you are not against the oppression and apartheid of Israel, I don't and can't fuck with you ever. And if that makes you feel angry or sad or bad, you might want to unpack those feelings on your own time. Because like I said, the amount of resources that I've personally put out, I believe are not only informative, but detailed and helpful and palatable and digestible and fucking a child could consume it and understand what is happening. And I refuse to continue to handle grown adults because these are all grown adults. My friends are grown adults. The brands I work with are grown adults. These are all adults. I don't need to handle you with kids' gloves at this point in time. The information is there. You have the opportunity to read about it, to learn about it, to care about it. And you are making a choice. And in that choice... That also determines my relationship with you. Not only as a Palestinian, but as someone who really cares about people's lives being taken away from them. By acts of fucking violence and hatred and just fucking despicable, corrupt, criminal behavior. And I refuse to be gaslit by people. Like, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I had a friend basically reach out to me and kind of gloss over what has been going on in Palestine and not address it with me. And I called her out. And I was met with what was, I believe, intended to be some form of apology, but in reality it was just a list of excuses. And so called her out, and I was basically told, stop being mean to me. And I, at that point, I'm like, what? The fact that you think this is about you, I can no longer give you this my energy. This isn't about you. This is about a bigger picture. And if you don't see that, I cannot help you. Nor, that's not true. It's not that I can't help you. I don't want to. If you're in an adult, you now have a responsibility upon yourself to educate yourself. And so from here on out, I will be behaving accordingly. I will be talking about Palestine to anyone and everyone. And if they know nothing about it, I will be making passive aggressive comments that are mainly aggressive aggressive comments to make them feel shame for that. Because you should feel shame for it. Sorry. You have no excuse. Come the fuck on we've given everyone excuses for seven decades we're kind of over it this needs to end palestine needs to be free it's it's just and for me at this point it's just kind of like a matter of when because it's going to happen i believe in my heart and i know in my mind that this is something that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And when that does happen, I feel like you're not going to want to be the person who didn't speak up. You're not going to want to be the person who stood with the oppressor. You're not going to want to be the one who knowingly turned away from children dying and people dying because as much as it's absolutely horrific that children are dying. It's still horrific that anyone is dying. And over a span of 11 days, over 60 Palestinian children were killed and over 250 Palestinians in total were killed in Gaza only. How can we be okay with this? How can we be silent about this? And if you're listening to this and you're pro-Palestine and you've been having a hard time, I hope that this provided you with some comfort or solace of some sort, that you're not in this alone and you are fighting a good fight and you are standing up for people who cannot stand up for themselves. And this isn't to say that Palestinian people are weak or whatever, they're not. They are the strongest, most incredible fucking people in the world who shouldn't have to continue to be this strong and resilient. Not that it's not impressive, but no one should have to be this resilient. No one should have to be this strong. No one should have to fight for this fucking long for basic human rights it's just it's so obvious and like i said i mean if you haven't listened to the episode i did last week with my friend samran and his father ibrahim i highly recommend listening to it if you haven't listened to the episode that i did with maria the week before that called free palestine i highly recommend that you listen to it i highly recommend that you listen to the um One of the shows is called Palestine Pod, and then the other show, God, what is it called? Hold on, I'm just going to look it up really quick. Um, Yeah, so there's the Palestine Pod. That's great. It's a great resource. It's a great way to learn about what's happening. Then there's also a podcast called This is Palestine. Amazing, incredible, super informative I have two highlights on Instagram. One of the highlights is specifically dedicated to highlighting Palestinian voices, meaning people who are on the ground in Palestine actively fighting occupation. And then I have something called Palestine Resources where there are different charities that you can donate to that I have personally found ways to vet. There are different uh, videos you can watch to learn, different um, places where you can sign petitions, send letters to Congress, um, you know, you know, just different forms of activism and ways that you can be helpful. But just in general, I don't know about y'all, but I have seen what social media can do. And if my life isn't proof of that, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. My life is literally moving and functioning. And the reason I can afford to pay my bills and rent and just survive is because of social media. And the way Palestine has been receiving attention is because of social media. And so from here on out, my content, whether it be podcast, Instagram, I don't give a fuck. If I can, I will be centering it about around Palestine. On Instagram, for purposes of algorithm, there might need to be some posts within that aren't, but that is strictly to make sure that I am still getting the amount of reach and views that I should be getting, and so that more people can see the content I'm posting about Palestine. And if you wanna support Palestinian creators or pages or you know news outlets, bookmark their posts, share them, like them, comment on them, all that shit. I'm not just talking about me. I'm just talking about anyone who's posting about Palestine, you should be bookmarking their post. I created a little saved folder on Instagram called Palestine and I bookmark every post I see. And I mean fucking every post I see about Palestine. I bookmark it and put it in that saved folder which is also just generally a great resource to look back on. Because whether it's, you know, statistics or historical information or people's personal stories, it's really helpful so that if someone says, hey, I don't know about this, you can just go to your Palestine Safe folder on Instagram and sift through and send people information pertaining to whatever questions that they may have. And if you're listening to this and you have no ties to Palestine and you're pro-Palestine, I just really want to say, I fucking love you. Thank you so much for being a good fucking person. And I can't tell you how many people have told me in the last few weeks, you shouldn't have to thank me for being an ally. But if it's any indication to the lack of support that Palestine has received in my lifetime alone, it's a testament to how little support we've received from external groups of people. And if you're one of those groups of people who's now supporting us, don't feel bad. I'm just so grateful that you're here now. Truly, from the bottom of my heart. I am so eternally grateful to the people who are here now, who have shown up now. It's just, I can't even articulate the gratitude that I feel. Because for so long, myself included, we've just kind of... Let it fall to the side. Let the people of Palestine fall to the side. And we can't do that anymore. It's not an option. Too much has happened. Too many lives have been taken. There's been too much death, too much destruction. It's been just going on for too long. We have to do this for them, for humanity, for for the world to be the place that we want to live in and raise children to be a part of. And Palestine isn't the only place experiencing this. And I want to make that perfectly fucking clear. But at this point in time, I believe that because there is this momentum around Palestine, that is where my energy will be. Because this has never happened before. And we really need to just keep that fucking energy going and pray that we can make a difference because I truly believe that we can. I really do. Even after everything I've ever learned and been told by my parents from their childhoods in Gaza and and talking to my family who currently lives in Gaza, we have to continue to be even remotely as resilient as them. And we have to keep having hope and we cannot be disheartened by, you know, people not showing support, or brands not showing support, or whatever the fuck it may be. We need to be louder, we need to be stronger, and we need to be more fucking powerful and louder. So, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Arab American Psycho. I fucking love you all so much. I can't even put it into words. The feedback I've been receiving for the last two episodes revolving around Palestine has been beautiful and amazing, and Thank you. Um, as always, you could follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho. You could follow me on Instagram at Noree, where you can find lots of resources about Palestine. Um, and if you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do. It helps more people discover the show and more people who could potentially learn about Palestine. Um, and just, you know, we're just out here being fucking minorities. We. We need the hype too, you know, so leave a review if you haven't, leave some stars, five stars preferably, and just share this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it. If not this episode, then any of the two other podcasts that I've listened to, share those. Just spread the word. Fucking, you're a Palestinian too, we're all Palestinians. Don't forget to wear your sunscreen, floss your teeth, don't be an asshole, and um, let's fucking free Palestine.